On this week's episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, Rutger Howard, John C. McGinley, Gary Busey, F. Murray Abraham, and Charles S. Dutton star as affluent males who lure a society who lure a society who lure a suicidal homeless man played by Ice-T into the woods where they hunt him for sport. Only this bum knows how to fight. Will Ice-T be caught in the hunter's crosshairs? Or will they be saying, F hurry kill that man as Ice-T picks them off one by one? Stay tuned as we discuss surviving the game. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm sorry, boys. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A hey, lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Hello! I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. Oh, I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Woo! We flicking, we flicking. Special 311 day recording today. Pollard, how many days until the next 311 day? It depends on what calendar you're using. Today we're talking about surviving the game. Yes! What a game it was. And I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, I survived surviving the game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're not, but... I'm gonna the magic make, of podcasts. Gonna make some up. <laughs> yeah. By the time this podcast comes out, we will have the surviving, surviving the game t-shirts available on five gfa Five GFA pod. Why don't we start with first impressions? Yeah. Simply the best. Anyway, Kyle, what's your first impression? First Kyle, impression. What's your first impression? My first impression, never seen this movie. Aaron's been talking it up for a while. Um, I clicked on my illegal app where I watch movies, Whoa. surviving the game, and it proceeded to play. <laughs> it proceeded to play surviving 9/11, which was interesting <laughs> because Different for a movie. couple minutes I was like, "This runtime doesn't match," but also this is a weird intro. Found a correct link eventually. Like, that's anyway, like the Donnie Darko incident, right? What? Didn't you guys like rent Donnie Brasco on accident? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all made that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Easy one to make. The Johnny Depp, one. like, undercover. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Pacino, baby. Yeah, that's a yeah. good movie. Not to be confused with Blow. I didn't confuse it. Well, they're both, like, drug movies. Oh, Johnny okay. Depp, drug movies. got hard when he said Blow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, let's talk about you Blow. You didn't have to touch it, but, yeah, he yeah. is hard. Well, we can he all see. He has to have his hand on his penis at all times. <laughs> you guys have been <laughs> trying not to stare this entire time, so... Just go ahead and take a look. You keep pointing at oh, it, there though. There it is. Whoa. <laughs> There's my balls. It looks like it'll about. it's about to break. It's that hard. Lincoln Park? I'm about oh. to break. Just like before. Everything you say to me. Just before you step forward to the edge. 
circle back to remembering 9-11. I will. I'll definitely finish it. It's, <laughs> yeah. It piqued my interest, uh, kind of like Pollard's peaking right now. <laughs> so peaked. <laughs> you peaking, bro. And Aaron's peaking at you peaking. We're That's all peaking. Very interesting. So I'd never seen this movie, but I enjoyed it a lot, mostly because it's been a while since we've it's been a while since we've seen a slightly disappointing mid-90s action <laughs> flick directed by a man named Dick, where the characters are trying to kill each other the whole movie. It's like our wheelhouse now. Yeah. And I love I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, my first impression, I saw this like in the nineties on cable. I remember this, seeing like this is probably a great cable movie now yeah, that I think about it. Yeah. I, just, it I didn't really I mean I obviously recognize like John C. McGinley and stuff when I watched it, but it was more like, Oh, that's iced tea. Like cool, whatever. So, I think it was enjoyable. Uh, Brandon, first impression. Yeah, I really liked this movie. I really liked it. All same thing, no expectations. Saw the trailer, it's like, okay, Gary Busey and Rudger Hauer and John C. McGinley, like, this is going to be a steaming pile of shit. And what I like about it is that it's so uncomplicated. It's so yeah. simple. Mm. And I like that. I like that a lot in a dumb action movie. I also like how cheap it looks. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of shots where it's like Ice Cube is, like, falling, and they just have, like, the camera not underneath Ice Cube, him. Not Ice Cube. God <laughs> damn it. I'm going to do this a lot. Not a good look. I'm going to do this a lot. Yeah. I don't know how rewatchable it is, but... Uh, Fuck, dude, I'd rewatch the hell out of it. It's a tough one to follow, Pollard, but you can try. First um, my first impression, we got three praises so far. Uh-oh. It's you been a It's been a while since we've all agreed on a movie together in the same room at the same time, but this movie was very enjoyable. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like we all love this movie. Yeah, I mean, then let's just get into the plot. Just go. Let's just, just, let's go. just do the plot. Yeah. Um, so we uh, the opening credits were introduced to this amazing cast. It's the first thing that grabbed me, which is mm -hmm. you guys already know. We got Gary Stu Busey. Stu Copeland was the first thing that grabbed Rudger me. Rudger Hauer. But one another thing, another name I noticed in the opening credits was who Pollard. edited the movie. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sam Pollard. Sam Pollard. Also, one of the heads, when he goes into the room with all the head trophies, one of them says S. Pollard on it. Yes. Oh, and way. I wrote IMDb yeah. trivia. Did you? I'm the one who wrote that. Did you read Which it one? on that? No, no, no. What did it say? Oh. You wrote an IMDb Yeah, trivia. and it's on the website now. It says, when Ice-T discovers the heads of the previous humans hunted for sport, <laughs> one of the nameplates reads S. Pollard. This was done as a nod to the film's editor, Sam Pollard, who is of no relation to film critic Ryan Pollard. <laughs> yes. I made it in. Yes. yes. Ice-T is a homeless guy. He's eating scraps. Got some Joey in the alley. He's got cool dreadlocks. Um, I'd say cool, not like dirty. He's homeless, but they're like cool dreadlocks, you know? Was Counting Crows yeah, yeah. a big deal in 94? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. basically, he's homeless guy. His dog gets hit by a taxi. No, that's no. a hilarious scene. It's not his dog. It's not his dog. It's his friend's dog. Yeah. Right. Mingo. <laughs> he buries the dog. Him and his army vet um, friend, homeless guy, find hey. a, they find a gun. Um, he's cool. excited because he could sell it for 20 bucks. So a cop catches them stealing some food. And uh, this is when his friend Hank uh, is trying to like inspire him to start his life over. And mm -hmm. Ice-T is not happy with where he's at because he's homeless and that sucks. Um, that's the theme. If it's the last thing I ever do, I'm going to get you on your feet again. But hold your breath, man. Ain't nobody ever going to give a break to nobody like me. 
then you know what I say? Fuck them all and give yourself one too. It's up to you to get your life back on track again, not nobody else. No matter what I do, somebody's gonna be there to knock me down. Well, the trick is not to let them. Once you get your confidence back, you fight them with everything you got to hold on to it. I mean, everything. Yeah, Hank, you got all this philosophy, what happened to you? Yeah. yeah. The bus looked cool. About where they live? Yeah. They live in yeah. a bus. They sleep in the bus. So mm-hmm. technically Hank not died homeless. in the bus. Hank dies in the bus. He just dies. So he loses the dog one day. Damn. Loses his Hank the next night. Buries I them next it. to each other they, in an unmarked grave well, in yeah, a junkyard. They were not grave. very deep. Yeah. They were mounded like. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was like, oh, those are graves. Yeah. Right. And the dog got a proper Christian burial. <laughs> you know, like, and Hank yeah. died. He had the crucifix. Yeah. Like, same level. <laughs> same level of importance. Yeah. There's some weird like. Well, the dog grave not being deep is inexcusable. Two of them dug it, and it's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just keep digging a little further. The two of you. Also, don't that. bury the dog standing up. Yeah. It can be very flat. Yeah, he dug down. a deep yeah. grave, and he he says, "I hope they dig a grave as deep as this for me." Which leads me to my question of like, do you don't care what trash. happens to your body after you're dead? My grandparents did the donate the body to science thing, and yeah. my parents are going to do the same thing. Yeah, why not? So maybe I might do that too. You it's know, following a long line of Pollard's. Yeah, yeah. UCI, we went and it's like a mass funeral for everyone who died yeah. and donated their body. It's to science. crazy because like I had a cadaver lab. We open up. Those, I would uh, I would be honored to be a, a cadaver lab yeah. cadaver. Yeah, like back in the day, his testicles are enormous. <laughs> Yeah, oh my open. god. <laughs> I don't want to study this, body. <laughs> like back in the day scientists used to like dig up I think it's about to hatch. <laughs> bodies. Like they used to be grave robbers just right. so they could experiment yeah. on them. And like now it's become so like okay that it's like, yeah, I'm donating it to science. But all that means is they're gonna do fucked up shit to your body, right? It'll be in the privacy of a medical clinic or yeah, some sicko with a PhD will have his way with you. Yeah, I'm not so much inspired to like help out the science community. I'm more or less disgusted by the crazy hiked prices that a coffin and a burial site and like Uh that whole industry. I'm not. I don't want to those high big coffin. What are you it's, saving your money for? Yeah, you're dead. It's really expensive. My kids can have it. So? So is a Disneyland It's like $10,000 to put someone in the ground. Okay. That's well, a lot of money. Burn This is very unlike you. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's a waste of ten grand. I, th- I don't know. What about If just... my kid wants to visit my grave, I won't rob them of that There's chance, a way to do but... both. There's a way to have, like, your whatever remains they... Leave you, and cremated, and then like hypothetically, I don't know enough about cremation. Hypothetically, could you just roll you Pollard's you know body? <laughs> I know a lot. Why I don't do you know have to everything. Keep talking about my Can body? we roll Pollard's <laughs> body into like the fireplace? You know, and like he doesn't fit, so you have to kind of squeeze him in. Yeah, and then you just like, light him, him on fire. To like wedge <laughs> yeah. In. yeah, yeah. Could you do that and just leave him like burning pile for like a month, and eventually he'll turn into ashes? Burning you just sweep pile him of Pollard. Like, I don't think it wouldn't get to the place. It has to reach a certain temperature to to melt the bones what about flamethrower on top of it Ooh, sous vide. <laughs> sous vide. i have strict instructions there's very strict instructions as to how i'm going to be burned uh, yeah. i'm open to it if i die before you guys i want the 5gfa council to decide be the executor of my body we know we have to get the rock band to do the yep. whole thing shock the monkey yeah shock the monkey's yeah. gonna be playing yeah like i want you guys to handle it wait so. so is this a legally binding verbal agreement 
that yeah. we can hold him yeah, to? Yeah. Three fists? Yeah. No, but what you can I vote is, for it. Yeah. Um, voting. But you, also, you could edit, chop up whatever he's saying, like make him agree to That's it. True. You know? yeah, yeah, That's true. Yeah, I agree. I don't agree. Do you agree that this part before this was unedited and you gave us full claim to your corpse? <laughs> 100%. Everything before what I'm saying right now is completely unedited. Um, you can have claims to my corpse. So Ice T is really good at digging graves at this point because oh, yeah. he's dug two. It's yeah. been 24 hours and he's yeah he's dug two. <laughs> his best friend and his friend's dog. Yeah. When he went that to does, the, yeah he's in shape. He's, when, he's in good shape. When he went That's to the true. second grave, he was like, "This time I'm gonna do it this way." Because yeah. yes, you learn from the first one. Yeah. yeah, they cut out the scene of him like just yelling at himself like two fucking graves in two days. Yeah. I'm so good. I yeah. want you to help me have fucking. Like, he's more. Like, he's more <laughs> upset at himself for not digging a wider grave the first time. Like, right, yeah, I right. could have just put you both in here. Yeah, Why'd yeah, you have yeah. to die a day apart? He did that thing that you do when Whole you're like goddamn Saturday. <laughs> when you're like playing in sand and you're like, oh, if I dig deep enough, I can make a little tunnel. Yeah. And then there's like a tunnel between both of them. They're holding hands. Uh, he's probably so sweaty with the dreadlocks too. Probably like, six inches from China by now. <laughs> the thing I like about Ice T in this movie is like. He never gets really upset about anything, That's like true. even when he's being hunted. Dude, it's he just gets like really upset about everything. No, no he's like he's, he's annoyed. Just like, he's uh, annoyed at everything. He's, uh, yeah. yeah, but like when he that gets hunted, it's just like Addy. damn, I'm getting hunted right now. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, all right, that's that's kinda cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. That's true. That it's is dumb. very though, like the SVU or the Law and Order where he's just like so you're saying that this guy, you know, like that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, he's on edge. Damn. He's on ever over the edge. The guy killed his daughter. You know, like, yeah. okay, That's now I understand cool. the plot of what's yeah. going on. That yeah, Ice-T yeah. broke it down very to one sentence. To Tuola. <laughs> yeah. He is also, though, suicidal. So, like, that right. plays into it. Where very it's like, yeah, I don't care that much. Like, I, I don't want to die by your hands. I want to choose when I die. If I choose to kill myself, that's okay. But I don't want you to kill me. Like, yeah. it's really yeah, strange yeah, yeah. his yeah. position where he's right. like, well, I want to live enough <laughs> to kill to myself. Kill yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, he's interested in other people dying but not being the killer. Yes. So, when it comes to someone else's death, it's he's particular he's on that, like, yeah. you should die, yes. but I won't kill you because I have. Yeah. No, totally. Even at the end. Um, so he uh, he's suicidal, as you mentioned. He passes up a free lunch, which is like a sign that There's something's no such thing. very no such thing. wrong. And he's, and he's correct about that. Yeah, he's yeah. absolutely correct. Uh, he's despondent. He walks in front of a big truck. Uh, this volunteer guy saves him from the truck, and he offers him a job. Get the fuck off me, I'm man. trying to help you, man. man. I don't want your fucking help. You don't want to kill yourself. Man, you don't know what I want. Look, man, I've been through rough times, Like too, what, your jacuzzi, bro? You know, you forget there's always another way out. Like what? Like letting someone help you. And why in the fuck would you want to help me, man? Why would you want to kill yourself? Maybe I like the idea of choosing when I die instead of having somebody else choose for me. I mean, don't you have family, people who care about you? Look, I had a wife and a kid, and they're dead, all right? Isn't there anyone else, you know, who'd miss you if no, you No, no. You know, I find that hard to believe. Man, look, maybe you don't understand this. I don't want anybody to care about me. I don't want to be responsible for anybody else's feelings, all right? I'm through with this shit. Hey, let me ask you something. If someone offered you a good job, something that would be a real opportunity for you, would you be interested? What kind of job are you talking about? My business partner and I, and we need someone to help us as a uh, survival guide with our hunts out in the wilderness. I don't know shit about the wilderness. With my recommendation, you'll have a decent chance of getting the job. The pay's good. Hey, what kind of pay are you talking about? How much money exactly, man? Look, just go down there. Talk to this man. His name's Burns. You'll find out everything you need to know. 
Uh, long story short, he gets the job. Woo! The money sounds good. They head to Hell's Canyon, and they land at a cabin. Um, Ice-T very quickly starts walking around like he runs the place. Did you guys notice that? Walking in like I own the place. Staring up at the sign. Oh, fuck, I own the place. We do it shot after shot. Open bar tonight. Hypnotic in my liver, and I'm feeling all right. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, the other cast of characters shows up. We get Gary Busey, John C. McGinley, F. Murray Abes. So they're white-collar guys, Wall Street, doctors, you name it. They're rich. Um, they're rich. They seem like a nice group. I don't know. What? At I don't first, know. The, like, pig thing. The energy's off. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like, I don't know if really nice is the word that comes to mind. Yeah. I don't know. It's more, like, off-putting. Yeah. I guess well, my, when, when no, they Gary, are off-putting. When Gary Busey's, like, look into the pig's eyes so you can steal his soul when you eat it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Take your time. Enjoy yourselves. I am. Life's true pleasures are so unpredictable. I say cherish the moment for what it is. Observe your food. Smell it. Touch it. Put your mind into it. And then when you're finally ready, consume it slowly. <laughs> you do it your way, I'll do it mine. <laughs> yeah. It just felt real weird. Yeah, it's not pleasant. But I liked it. That whole... You might even call it nice. They're like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know. They're like hyper-masculine, one-upping each other. Yeah. Thing is crazy. Like, which one are which you guys... guys more manly? Yeah. Right, right, right. Which one are you guys scared of the most? Busey. Busey. Busey, yeah. baby. Yeah, they have a nice meal. and uh, They're nice aw. guys having a nice yeah, meal. Yeah, they just know? like What's hang out deal? and they're telling stories and it seems like a good, like, uh, you know, getaway. The, the Gary Busey dog story was good, though. Very, very reminiscent of Jaws. Very mm -hmm. reminiscent of but, Ah, yes, yes, Like another yes. weird the dog story. The Shakedown monologue is the best and I yeah. will be putting it in here because we'll probably yeah. never do Shakedown, but boy, you got to hear this. Yeah. I'm at the love of my life. Only I killed her dog before I had a chance to tell her. And she was everything I ever wanted. We met at Shakespeare in the park. Told her I was a lawyer. Her line seemed to work for you. Rain like hell that day. I had an umbrella. We went back to her apartment. She went to the bathroom. I sat on the couch. She had this great big damn dog. The dog had a ball. I threw it. Dog brought it back. I threw it again, harder. I'll never forget the sound of that dog's paws on the newly waxed floors. How was I supposed to know she left the window open? The dog fell 13 stories, landed on top of a parked car. I went over, leaned out the window, looked down, threw up, and left. Left. Without ever telling her she was the one. <laughs> um, they have a I thought about that Wait. the whole time, just like another insane dog. Like, yeah, I just put yeah. together the dog connection. Yeah, I didn't even like think about that. Dog yeah, <laughs> about dogs getting murdered. Yeah, like monologues. We'll like. put them both in. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. But I don't know shit about you. 
Well, ask me something. Ask me anything you want. All right. How'd you get that fucked up scar up under your eye? I refer to that as my birthmark. On my eighth birthday, my father brought me a bulldog, a fat little bulldog. I named him Prince Henry Stout. He was strong. He would chase my pet turkey. He would chase squirrels up the tree. I trained him. I raised him. I fed him. I groomed him. I took care of him. I love that dog. I love that dog. More than anything in the world, I love that dog. My father gave me a handful of cherry bombs and M80s and said, you're going to train this dog to be a protector. So every Saturday afternoon, I got behind a little dummy my dad built, and I'd toss these cherry bombs and M80s at the dog. Boom, boom. That dog was scared at first, but after a while, he got angry, and he would come at the dummy. He'd get the dummy and rip it apart. Head was off, shirt was gone. 13 years old, birthday time, got me a 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> We're going hunting. I was so excited. We went out in the clearing in the woods. My dad laid his gun down, took my gun, and laid it down and said, son, today you're going to learn to control your emotions. You're going to do things that some men are unable and unwilling to do. Follow me. I followed my dad. We went around a clump of trees. There's a little corral built. There's Prince Henry Stout chained in the middle of the corral. My dad took out a pocket full of cherry bombs and put them in my hand and said, get in the corral. Here's a lighter. I want you to light those cherry bombs and throw them at the prince. You're going to face manhood. You're going to fight that dog to the death. He's going to kill you or you're going to kill him. Now! He was on me. He was on me like flies on shit. I had no chance. I got my arm up between his teeth and my neck. Whomp! Went down in the mud. Rolled over. Rolled over. That dog is fighting and biting and scratching and kicking. And I'm screaming and crying. I'm grabbing him around the head. I stand up. Fall with my weight on it. Here's neck break. He's dead. He's not breathing. He's not yelping, he's not biting. I'm covered with blood. I stand up, I wipe the blood off. I lick it. My dad says, welcome to manhood. That's why this is a birthmark. It's a very descriptive story. Like when he wiped great, the blood like, off, performance of telling he licked the blood. That moment was just like over the top. So he wakes up to a gun in his face. As and, we all do from time to and time. And this nice group of guys, they, they tell him we'd like to play a game. And I just think of Saw now whenever anyone says mm-hmm. that. But yeah, they so Saw wasn't the first this. one to do it. I right. submitted that to IMDb trivia too. Yeah, yeah. that Saw potentially lifted. The, <laughs> yeah. the, I want to play a game from. Yeah. Well, this the one game. they say I mean, a joke we'd like to too. play. <laughs> they say we're the hunters, you're the hunted. If you make it to civilization, you'll live. If you don't, maybe God will have mercy. And basically, he has as long as it takes for them to enjoy another meal, to run away and try to survive. They're hunting after him. Gary Busey dies first, which... Not before getting a punch to the nuts. Punch! Which is Ice-T's signature move. Is it? Because I was going to say, you see often the kick in the nuts, but you don't 
really get to see the punch in the nuts. The, yeah. yeah, he did it to the police officer in the beginning of the movie, which is baller, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, it, yeah, and then he does it to uh, Gary Busey. Nut shots are fair in a street fight. Yeah. So, Anything goes. Yeah. With well, a homeless also, guy in a street fight? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I saw CIA those videos. And a homeless guy? Yeah. Uh, then he gets to a waterfall when they catch up to him and he jumps. That was a cool scene. Mm-hmm. They stole there. a lot from Predator, I realized. Mm. There's like the scene where Arnold goes over the they waterfall. They filmed this before Predator was filmed. In 1987? They shelved it for <laughs> right, right. half a decade. Somehow, <laughs> after he gets out of the stream, his cigarettes are still dry. They're mm-hmm. Dunhills, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the uh, Hunter S. Thompson from that like list of Whoa. shit. Whoa, Hunter Whoa. S. Thompson? Whoa. Yeah. But on that list, those are his cigarettes. It's right. like... Yeah, should I read that list? We should. Find yeah, that. let's do that again. That's a fun thing. So there it's was the this best. article could... <laughs> where someone spent time with Hunter S. Thompson and did like a week with him and just wrote down like everything he consumed Daily every day. Daily schedule. Yeah. Like, what Dude, that's Daily. so crazy. It's... Okay, so here it is. And this is the most McSullivan thing you'll ever hear <laughs> yeah. that is true to life. Yeah, this is insane. There is a biographer named E. Jean Carroll who wrote a book called Hunter, The Strange and Savage Life of Hunter S. Thompson and detailed her account when she spent time with him. Here's what Carroll reports as a sample (laughs) daily routine for the gonzo journalist Hunter S. Thompson. Note that it begins at 3 p.m. 3 p.m., rise. 3.05, chief is regal with the morning papers. Dunhills, which are cigarettes. 3.45, 3.45, cocaine. 3.50, another glass of Chivas, Dunhill. 4.05, first cup of coffee, Dunhill. 4.15, cocaine. 4.16, orange juice, Dunhill. 4.30, cocaine. 4.54, cocaine. 5.05, cocaine. 5.11, coffee, Dunhills. 5.30, more ice in the Chivas. 5.45, cocaine, etc., etc. 6, grass to take the edge off the day. 705, Woody Creek Tavern for lunch, Heineken, two margaritas, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of fried onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, a bean fritter, Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow cone, a glass of shredded ice over which is poured three or four jiggers of cheapest. 9 p.m. (laughs) Start snorting cocaine seriously. Oh, because before it wasn't serious. <laughs> it was just the morning cocaine. Yeah, 10 p.m. Bumps. Yeah. 10 p.m. Drops acid. 11 p.m. <laughs> Chartouze. Cocaine. Grass. 11.30. Cocaine, etc., etc. Midnight. Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. 12.05 to 6 a.m. Chartouze. Cocaine. Grass. Chivas. Coffee. Heineken. Clove cigarettes. Grapefruit. Dunhills. Orange juice. Gin. Continuous pornographic movies. <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> porno is in there. 6 a.m. The hot tub champagne. Dove bars. Fettuccine Alfredo. 8 a.m. Halkion. 8:20 sleep. I like Jesus the. Uh, so my favorite part was the clove cigarettes from like mixing it up. Yeah. Six. That's when he hits the cloves. Right. <laughs> A little more anise flavor in my smoke for the evening. That's just like. Fucking insane. He gets seven hours of sleep at least. Yeah, he's he's doing all right. He's right. He's productive. No, I know, but it's just like that's thirteen hours of like. You're jealous of the onion rings and duff bars and fettuccine alfredo. Like if he's writing six hours straight, that's like a work day, Mm -hmm. you know. And he's getting the sleep, so it's just the other 
Right, but it's just like, oh hours. man, I need to have, I need to smoke some weed to take the edge off. It's like a oh, tough morning. Like, yeah, I did a well, bunch of Well, then I can't cocaine. imagine how much weed he smokes to take the edge off of all that cocaine. Yeah. Right. It's got to be like, how do you go to sleep? Like, no. after the all weed. that. The weed and the writing. The hot tub champagne, the pornographic movies. Kind of winds you down. All the Shivas and the chartreuse. That's great. All right, back to Ice Tea. <laughs> and his Dunhills. Um, so his, he's got Dunhills. <laughs> And they're still dry. They're still dry. Yeah, we should have some Dunhills for the pod. Yeah. Um, Well, after the the mackerel pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a a pot (laughs) lunch. Sigs and mackerel pasta. (laughs) 11 p.m. Mackerel pasta. (laughs) 1 a.m. Sigs. And then he... 2 a.m. Throw up mackerel pasta. (laughs) Soleil, soleil, soleil. (laughs) Soleil, soleil. Extreme Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. 40 p.m. Zevia. Zevia. Okay. So he's got got Dunhills. Halls for the cigarettes. (laughs) And he he uses the Dunhills to create a decoy, a very creative decoy, by plugging at least three, six, maybe nine cigarettes into the side of a tree. This is one of my favorite parts because the the Rudy guy at this moment is so stoked on how good of a guy he picked. We've been had. You see. A tree smoking a cigarette. (laughs) I told you this guy was good. You didn't believe me, did you? I know how to pick them. <laughs> I know how to pick them. Yeah. I know how to pick them. Like this is the... Yeah, because they're so cocky. They're like, we can smell his cigarettes. And then they get one inch away and realize it's not him. It's a tree <laughs> yeah. with cigarettes yeah. in it. Like <laughs> these astute hunters. Uh, at the same time, McGinley is off alone and Ice-T traps and jumps him. Um, and he starts talking to them over with the earpiece. Yeah. Uh, he, makes... he goes, yo, Burns. Yeah. Which I like. Um, so then he uh, captures uh, John C. McGinley and they post up in a cave. Yeah. Um, McGinley wants to go home and give up. Yeah. He gets broken after that night in the cave. Yeah. Well, he, really? hears, he hears the story of Ice T's family dying. Right. We'll play it here. Yeah. You know, I wasn't around Bruce much. He was the kind of guy who kind of would badmouth most. Uh, a, a, a lot of the other martial artists and martial arts uh, in, a, in a kind of a sarcastic way, fun way, which I understood. For some reason, he never had anything bad to say about me. And I was quite interested in Aikido, and he was very nice to me. When I met Brandon, he had lighter hair and said, this is my little Caucasian boy, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know. Uh, oh. um, F. Murray calls him the F word. Oh, yeah. yeah, he does. <laughs> Wait, was it F. No, Murray? No, it Dutton. was Dutton. It Dutton. was Charles S. Dutton. Uh, yeah, I wrote down F. From Rudy. F. If you hear us saying yeah. Rudy, it's <laughs> also <laughs> Charles S. Dutton. Yeah. He uh, calls in the F. You F-word. know him if you saw him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, this was Kyle's favorite quote. I think he wanted to recite it for us. Which one? When he uses the F word. Oh, I just wrote, hour and eight minutes in, F word. Because <laughs> I'll probably pull the clip and we'll put it in now. There yeah. you go. When Brandon was killed like that, um, they called me a few minutes after it happened. It was in Carolina somewhere. They called me in the middle of the night and they said, we think that he's dead, and, but the guy shot a blank gun at him. 
uh, how could he be dead? He's dying, he, he's, you know, severely hurt, maybe dead. And I said, you will find a projectile in him, you'll find a bullet in him. And they said, that can't be, you're crazy. And I said, you will find a bullet in him. And they called me in the morning, they said, you're amazing. And I said, why? And they said, there was a bullet in him. Mm -hmm. And um, I can go through the whole story on what really happened, which most people don't know, but the long and the short is when Brandon passed like that, I, I, I didn't sleep for three or four days. Wow. Uh, it just reminded me too much of certain things. And uh, I see snaps F. Murray's neck. <laughs> so now it's just Rutger Hauer and Ice-T. So we cut to Rutger Hauer dressed as a priest in an alley. Now when That's, he's wearing yeah. the priest outfit, I was confused a little bit because I feel like the hat that he was wearing had like a bun on it's it. It's a Russian, Russian Orthodox. Orthodox right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Russian Orthodox. Okay, I'm yeah. not that familiar. Yeah. He hears Ice-T in the alley and pulls out the assault rifle that he carries with him everywhere. It's the only thing he brought with him. Ice-T uh, <laughs> surprises him. They fight in the alley. Boo! He, he gets him at gunpoint, but doesn't take the shot. Because that's what Rutger wants. Yes. Yeah. But so he this says, is what it's been he all says about. bam, we're boom. Or, yeah. Yeah. He says, game over, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Earth. Throws the gun yeah. down. Who's the most dangerous game now? Yeah. 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 Throws the gun down, leaves, and Rutger Howard grabs it, and he's walking away without facing <laughs> Rutger Howard. What does he say? He says, rule number one, whenever yeah. you find a gun, first thing you do, rule number one, before you do anything else, is you check it's the barrel. It's a bit long-winded. Yeah. So did he, he put a cigarette a little in redundant. the barrel? No, it was like it trash. It was, just, it was like, just trash. Yeah. CGI trash. And so I think microscopic happens, CGI trash. And so like what happens yeah. is he just disappears in a puff of smoke. Yep. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. The effect yeah. that they use at the very the end. The idea is Rucker Hauer explodes, presumably <laughs> his face and front area yeah. but right. instead there's no explosion there's just, just a little puff of smoke yeah, yeah. it was it, it might was... have been his conversion to russian orthodox <laughs> that might be it's it. Just, like... it like reminded me of like i thought they were gonna cut to like jonathan frakes and be like and what about the one of the man that disappears yeah. in the puff of smoke yeah the Did russian orthodox <laughs> yeah. priest yeah Did you think what about the real? one with the priest and the homeless guy <laughs> yeah. in the alley with did you think it was real? Not this time. Yeah. We fooled you. And that's the end of the movie. Did you guys yeah. catch on the wall in that alley? Oh, I caught all over the place. There was <laughs> a 311 on the wall. No. no. Are you lying? What? Pull it you up. lying liar. Pull it up. Quit How lying. How do I pull it up? I'll pull it up. He watched break. it. All right, yeah, pull uh, it up on your, on your phone. God, he looks good. He does look super cool. So <laughs> I didn't know it was first. Rutger Howard. I mean, I had... Halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, that's Rutger Howard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There. 311. Yeah. Pause it, pause it, pause it. Go back, go back, go back. It's there. Pass it around, pass it around. I want to see. Oh, shit. Right? Whoa. That's very clear. Clutch award goes well, to Aaron. Yeah, on, I agree, Aaron. I agree, I agree. On 311 day, what are the fucking odds? And there was a 311 in Assassins. I know it wasn't 311 day. Hey, take right. a screenshot right. of that. I'll put it on the website. I'm going to. <laughs> People won't believe us. <laughs> So to backtrack how we got to this movie, Aaron's been wanting to do this movie forever called Surviving the Game. We recorded it on 311, and in the movie Surviving the Game, there is an actual 311, which you can see now on 5GFAPod.com. It says Check it C out. minus 311. There's some absolute stuff going on here. That, it's Whoa. formulas. It's, it's, it's not just 311. The, the message of the movie is there. C, 3, formula C, 8, 3, C minus 311. X is equal to negative B plus <laughs> minus, minus 311. Root. 
sick and tired of the traditional Furby just kind of being weird and winking at you and stuff? Well, if you are sick of that one and want a more amped up, kind of tweaking sort of Furby, then who also has old world gentlemanly qualities and uh, antiquated ways and speech. It's called Meth Furby Abraham. Meth Furby Abraham. How does it work? Well, it's like a traditional Furby, but it's it's a Furby that's programmed to simulate being on meth. So it's nice. a little more amped up. Can start digging a hole for no reason. Okay. And I get the meth part. It also has a lot of the personality traits of F. Murray Abraham. That's what I was gonna ask about. Yeah. Okay. So from calling someone a scoundrel to a son of a bitch, also, but also on, on meth. meth. Got okay, okay. Now I'm starting to. So it's like a three pronged attack on the senses. It sounds like you got the Furby, yeah. the meth. And the Abraham part. Right. Now, was he involved in the creation at all of this? Uh... They brought me in last minute, so I don't know a okay. ton about the product. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reading copy, and it's it's bulleted, so I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm vamping I mean... a lot here. <laughs> so you know one. the actor, F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, of course I know you the know actor, about F. Murray Meth, Abraham. Obviously, you yeah. know the most. Yeah. And then you know about Furbies. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make sure I'm getting this picture in my head correct. Sure. So it's a it's it's a Furby. It's right. methed out of its mind. Yep. And has the personality of F. Murray Abraham. Bingo. And this is for whom exactly? Whoever wants to buy it. It's like, dude, all I want to see you do is like pull fat tires and eat yeah. testicles. I don't want to see your family. Yeah. I don't need this. Liver like king here, liver queen, liver kids. <laughs> liver cubs. He just eats raw organs and meat and like Liver King here. Like, he, why, his, why does it have to be so drastic? His whole you know philosophy I mean? is like, it's early man see, Let me this. show it. Like yeah, early man it man yeah but early man also died at like 30. Right, right. They didn't. But look at have... how yoked this fucking Yeah, he's, he's. Oh, and we're saying that he gets this just from organ meat. He says he's getting all the the testosterone from the meat. And uh -huh. the, his DNA's like, yeah. That it's Liver King, Liver Queen, and Liver Striker, Liver Rat. Liver rat. <laughs> How come I can't be liver striker? <laughs> Better than junk rat. Draco. With the Messiah. What they don't show is his horrible gout that he just deals with. <laughs> I'm sure. And he's like, oh yeah, I haven't pooped in two days. My the guy I used to play in a band with, he had gout, and he's like, I can't drink beer ever. Yeah, yeah and he used to have like alcohol. four adioses. You talking about Spencer? No, because <laughs> of the gas. He'd <laughs> 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 burp a lot with beers yeah, and the gout. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a small Filipino guy. Uh, great guy, great guy. Christian Bedoya. <laughs> Shout out Christian Bedoya. <laughs> yeah, and his gout. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Why don't we start with the best scene I saw? Brandon? Yeah. It's a tie, an ice tie. 
a Thai iced tea. Whoa. Um, I really like Gary Busey's monologue yes. a lot. I like that whole scene. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to take it back. No Thai iced tea. Okay. Just the one scene, the dinner scene when they arrive. Because you get the Gary Busey monologue. And then you get a lot of great lines from Ice-T and all the other characters. I'll biggie-bock off of that. That's mm -hmm. my favorite part. Like, first of all, it looked like a very fun cabin to go chill at. Like, if yeah. we had a space like that, like, just chess and smoking and drinking and, like, the machismo <laughs> one-upsmanship of yes. who's, the, who's got yeah. the bigger D. Yeah, who's, who's, yeah, yeah, who's the best, who's the best cop, cop now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was just such a great sequence. So I love that part. Yeah. yeah. Kyle. I'm going to echo what you guys said slash piggy-bock it. The Gary Busey monologue. Yeah. I liked it for a couple reasons. It's insane. It's definitely the most rewatchable part of the movie. Like, if mm -hmm. I had to just be like, what do I want to watch again? It's the Gary Busey monologue. But what I liked about it the <laughs> most is... Sorry. Just saying out loud, the best part is the Gary... Like, you said it out loud. Yeah. Like, we all said it out loud, but hearing somebody else say it out loud, like, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. The Gary Busey monologue. Did you make yeah. it to the Gary Busey monologue? Like, no, I just yeah, He loves no, monologues, no, but this monologue yeah. in particular... Yeah. We didn't get there but yeah uh pollard best scene um the dinner scene is great uh let's move on to how do you do that how do you do what you're gonna do and i'm feeling blue when i do what i do because you're gonna go and poo yeah i knew there was gonna be a poop <laughs> how do you do what you do to me i'm feeling blue wish i knew how you do it to me but I have another clue. Um, Kyle, how do you do that? Uh, my Rutger, how do you do that mm. is how they think starting the movie with murdering a dog was a good idea. The audience is immediately bummed out. Like, I was just like, wow, this is a really bad start. Lots but, of blood, too. Oh, that and dog brutal. Was filled with blood. Brutal dog murder scene. The cabbie's <laughs> like, give me money because you money. ruined yeah. my car. It's like, okay, this is really dark. But then on top of it, it adds nothing to the story. Maybe. Do we really need the dog's death on top of Maybe the, the dog's guy's death? Maybe the dog's is necessary for the conversation about like reflection on like, because like they're sitting by the fire and he's yeah. reflecting like, ah, oh, I gotta get on my feet and. Plus he has to reach rock bottom. And if we didn't get the dog, out. we don't get the two graves. Yeah, they have the uh, producer's notes after they submit the script, and it's like, more dog dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you guys explained that one. So I'll say this then. How do you find that shovel to dig those graves? This guy's hawking guns for 20 bucks. Yeah, Why yeah. isn't he hawking that, that shovel? shovel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes no sense. No, he keeps it in case someone dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, days. no, it's like the community death shovel, you know? That's oh, probably we all what have it one. is. Yeah, yeah, like the camp has the a The camp shovel. has a shovel. Like, they right, have a right. grill. They got guy dogs like people real dying weird about week. like, don't touch that shovel. Sign out the shovel. You just used the shovel yesterday. It's like you had another death. Shovel. Okay, well, last time you brought it in, you didn't hang it up in the designated shovel <laughs> yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. So it's got like a poster with like the dullness of the shovel. It's like don't return the shovel if it's this dull, like sharp. <laughs> right, 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 right. Very Lord of the Flies yeah, too. It's like it. who has the shovel? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, well done, Brandon. How do you do that? Uh, just how did Ice T just think it was a good idea? He's a homeless guy. These rich white people are like taking him up in a plane in the middle of fucking nowhere talking about how great it is to like kill things and eat their flesh and he's yeah. just like he got he was handed cash at every point on the way there but it's like what? 
Like, he handed cash at every point. <laughs> was handed, oh, okay, okay, cash okay. was handed at every point. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't gel with anything that we know about Ice T from the beginning of the movie. Uh, it's more of a why did he do that than how did he do that? Okay. Maybe it's <laughs> whatever. Pollard, how do you do that? Okay, so the when he lit the cigarettes and put them in the tree. Dunhills. It seemed like it would take a lot of time to set that up. Mm-hmm. I would imagine like fumbling around and them dropping or not staying lit very right. well. Like, how right. did he set all that up? I don't know. I don't buy Pacific it. Pacific Northwest. How do you do it? I don't buy that. How do, I want to know how he did it. I know. How? I know. We'll never know. We can take a trip to the Oregon coast, find a tree. You okay. can try to light three cigarettes. But it'll be like, but it'll be like us. Then trek inland. Yeah. Yeah. But can, it'll be like us three will be going and like Pollard will be coming with us as like our special guest. Right. Yeah. yeah I need to. I need to have the fear of death around the corner in yeah. order to make the ah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you guys need to be hunting to kill and don't pull any punches either. Like try to kill me. Yeah. 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 Give me some cigarettes. I'll try. Okay, so I'll try it. Hypothetically, the three of us hunting you. Equal playing field, no weapons, or no weapons. You versus a bear, close quarters. <laughs> who who would you rather go against? The bear's you, handicap, though. You guys would no rather go against us. Yeah, no weapons. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't also have, a I have gun. these like dreadlocks that I'm not used yeah. to. Yeah, he like would <laughs> tackle you. Kyle would hold your legs down. I'd hold the arms. Yeah. Brandon would straddle. But the but, think about Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. but but you'd have to catch me first. Yeah. Challenge uh, accepted. You'd probably grease yourself up, wouldn't you? Yeah, he would. If it came to it. Grease monkey. If you got <laughs> if you got close enough to me where we were like you grease, grease yourself. The monkey. And I had a can of grease. Mm-hmm. I'd get greasy. That's the only thing you get is the Crisco uh, kid. Yeah. <laughs> cigarettes and a can of grease. I would probably try to go crazy enough to like Put you guys off of like I don't want to deal with it. Like yeah. I'd get naked yeah. and be like, let's fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, all right, you, I'm done. Like, win the psychological yeah. battle. You yeah. know what I mean? You'd throw Crisco yeah. at my face and then throw the lighter. And then, ah! <laughs> Sufi, bitch. I'd run in circles. all on fire. <laughs> yeah. I have no lips. Reverse yeah. sear. Yeah. Like, you survive, but everything's yeah. singed, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get this bitch. <laughs> yeah, you guys would kill me. You guys would kill me. But you would leave with some pretty bad scars. Yeah. yeah. Too late. Yeah. We would. And that would be fine. Because then you would be able to tell that story that when someone asked, scary. how did you get so those scars? So so I'm, what I'm hearing is you'd rather do that than the bear. You want to know how yeah, I got well, these he said, scars? He said, he said <laughs> my friend hit me on fire. <laughs> we were trying to kill him. Uh, yeah, Crisco. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Crisco was flammable. It's my own monologue. <laughs> Oh, like a bag of ice chips. No, but he said he said bear close quarters. That was the big difference for me. Yeah, you want to be free range, running around. If I was working, build up speed before it gets you. Yeah, if I was free range bear versus free range three on one, I'd probably take the bear. Okay. Because the bear is only one. Good. You check the math on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Three eleven. Absolutely. Absolutely. Three eleven. Yeah, you guys are three three one three eleven. I'd find my way to, you know, get away. All right. Whatever you think, man. I agree. Give me another situation. Situation. Um. No, you don't have to. Okay. An ostrich. Or 
An octopus. Which one would you rather have sex with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> I think at the center of an octopus, there's teeth. Sounds sexy. Sure. Right? That's like a fucking... Right? Yeah, I know, but like no, that's fucking. like a Chinese like proverb or something. At the center of the octopus, yeah. there is teeth. Yeah, like it looks nice and pretty, yeah. but then when you get in, yeah. it just grabs a hold so. of you. So you're going ostrich. No, you I'm ostrich not. fucker. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty That's sure. Sick. The great thing about the octopus is like you know it's just like all like gelatinous. Like yeah. You put it yeah, you're just mushing. Yeah. Gelatinous. That's a good word. I just shoot myself. Kyle, that had to hurt. Um, it had to hurt to be Rutger Hauer watching the final cut of this film. I'm lifting this trivia from IMDb, but it says, According to Rutger Hauer, Gary Busey wrote his entire dinner monologue about the origin of his scar himself. Oh. The script originally had the dinner scene as the moment Rutger Hauer puts Busey's character back in his place. However, on the day of rehearsals, Busey came up with a two-page monologue about his dog <laughs> that he wanted to try out. <laughs> So bad. Just like the Robert Shaw, it's just like, ah, I was fucked up, but like, yeah, I'll do it better yeah. tomorrow. And then it says, Howard felt that Busey was obviously trying to steal his scene away from him by not giving him a chance to intervene in the monologue. Yeah. So during the actual filming, Howard improvised a quick response to the story, calling it bullshit, which greatly <laughs> confused Busey. However, Busey's delivery impressed the director so much that his monologue was kept in the final film and Howard's retort wasn't used. <laughs> wow, you got alpha hard. Something tells me, though, this, this director is not hard to impress. Well, but Something also, doesn't me. it make so much sense that, like, Gary Busey was the first person killed, and if you take away that two-minute monologue, like it's like, yeah, he's not yeah, in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just he like, no, that stole, worked. Put it in. He yeah. stole that scene. <laughs> yeah. Gary it's Busey. It's all of our best scenes that we saw. On the flip side. Yeah. He literally stole yeah. the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> best scene I stole. Man, that had to feel good the on the flip side. Wreck, for, Gary Busey's monologue. For yeah. Gary Busey, to, like, I got my moment to shine. Like They just wanted yeah. to kill me. I but, wrote a bunch of bullshit about me murdering a dog and they yeah. liked it. I snuck in the <laughs> that dog show thing. Me. <laughs> um, my that had to hurt was Mrs. Wolf because she's left without any answers about right. her husband and wow. son. Wow, that's was calling, so good. The voicemail. Yeah. Like yeah. she wasn't even calling Rutger Howard directly. Right. It was just uh, like, hey, anybody at this, uh, what kind of company is it? place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anybody know where my husband and son are? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah wow. Sad. That's really good. No idea. Yeah, because, like, worst case scenario, you're thinking, like, they're they're just, like, no service. Yeah. If you find out, like, your husband died, it's like, that's bad. But, like, your husband and your son died? Your husband and watched then, your son die. Yeah, and then it's, and they, were, they, they were, were killed yeah. when they were trying to hunt, hunt a human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were part good. of a secret society of murderers. The man you called was also murdered in an alley. Yeah. <laughs> His face yeah. blew up. There's a lot he of murder. They <laughs> <He laughs> disappeared. Yeah, your husband... <laughs> Brandon, that had to hurt. Uh, Mingo. Mingo in the beginning of the movie. That's uh, the dog. Oh, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, Mingo! Mooey! Mingo! It's a Bluey reference. Yeah, for Matt. Uh, for Matt. No, but the dog runs out 
gets hit by the taxi. Yeah. And then the taxi driver comes out and he goes like, what the fuck did you do with <laughs> yeah. your dog on my taxi? And like goes to hit Ice T. Yeah, yeah, they fight. Then yeah. they fight over it because he's pissed that the dog like yeah. got blood all over the taxi. Yeah, I'd like, be pissed that had too. To hurt. I'd totally. be pissed if I was a taxi driver. Yeah, if you're Ice T, like you just lost like your friend. I thought this was your his friend's best. dog. Well, it's like still his friend. Yeah. Yeah. He helps bury the dog, so like yeah. that's his friend. Yeah. Uh, bury the dog. Bury the dog. I thought that was yeah. his name for a second, but it's <laughs> Mingo. Mingo. <laughs> um, no, but that just sucks. Like, imagine like your kid running out and getting hit, and then it's just like, hey, your kid got blood on my taxi. What, what the fuck? What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You owe me. Yeah, exactly. It's it's nuts. It was that fucked had up. Hurt. Bad way to start. Let's move on to the clutch award. Baby, you are so money, and you don't even know it. My clutch award goes to Busey's dad because his tactics were unorthodox, but they, but they worked. worked. Yeah, his kid was yeah. a psychiatrist for the Stand CIA. Yeah. It worked out. Like, it's, don't recommend it for anyone. But yeah. like, hell of a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. that guy went to his grave being like, "Is this is how I turned my son into this badass?" Yeah. Like, yeah. he tells the story to other guys. Oh, that absolutely. He's yeah, pr- very proud. Like, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. Unless you got more. No. No, I'll piggyback off of that. My clutch award goes to Hank for similar reason. Yeah. You know, he had a weird unorthodox style about him and he died real quick. But his advice about checking the barrel and the gun, oh, it worked. True. It worked at the end. Yeah. Really came back to save Ice yeah. Team. So. His last day on earth was like the best advice he gave. Like yeah, he saved exactly. his friend's life. Sucked for him, but yeah, really, really came in clutch Checked for other people. So yeah. I was like, who's Hank? Yeah. He's the dead. Then, He's the yeah, bus no, buddy. No, no, bus second buddy, bus second buddy. grave. Yeah. Bus buddy. Yeah. <laughs> second yeah. Grave. Bigger one. Yeah. Bigger grave. Also above ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the Just, let me cover him in dirt. It's only a week before like his hands. <laughs> yeah. Like in Seattle, like, birds are picking at him. Yeah. Like, There's a dog in a dead industrious <laughs> area. Yeah. They're not like out in the wilderness. It's just like the one side yeah. alley that has I'm a dirt patch. Sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. You can't do that. You can't just bury bodies yeah. in a patch of dirt. The cops are gonna take away the community shovel again. Yeah. yeah. Like, you guys bury any more bodies here? We're taking Three away days. the shovel. Get this back. In three days. <laughs> there's, there's like four children at the police station. Like we don't know where our dad is. Like he had a big family. We just dug him out in the fucking junkyard. We, we found him. We yeah. ID'd him. Oh, gonna... Hank was your dad? Yeah. yeah, yo, I'm one of six. <laughs> yeah, we found him. We're gonna leave him there. He's We're only gonna... been missing a week. We live in a the... week. We left the big place out. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was gonna try out this homeless just thing. As a homeless guy. Oh man! Oh, Hank's an interesting guy. That's another. How did he do that? How did Hank die? Unspecified. No, no one knows. No one knows. Broken heart. Broken heart. Yeah, Yeah. broken heart. Introducing Ice T's nice teeth. Everybody likes to have teeth that are nice, and. Some people think that you need to just take care of the teeth that you have every single day, twice a day, brush, floss. That sounds like so much work. It's so That's one way that people think that they can do it. It's so much work. The other way is dental surgery. Talk about expensive. Those are all outdated. Now we have a product that is really going to bring nice teeth to the masses, and that's Ice Tea's Nice Teeth. Okay. Your grandmother was familiar with dentures. How do you know that? 
because most grandmothers are. These dentures are state-of-the-art. They are so high-tech. You didn't know that you could have teeth that had Bluetooth, did you? Well, Ice T's Nice Teeth not only has Bluetooth, has Wi-Fi connectivity, taps into all the G5 towers, <laughs> gives you the best service wherever you go. So it's like a, like a hotspot kind of thing. <laughs> did you? <laughs> have you ever had a Wi-Fi extender for your house? Sure. This is like a... I'm like a walking one of those if I get this. This is like a Wi-Fi extender for your mouth. Ah. Yeah. Whoa. Wi-Fi extender for your house, Wi-Fi extender for your mouth. That's right. So... How does Ice-T factor into this? Ice-T, um... He was involved in the trademarking of the product. He's no longer involved in the project. <laughs> but we liked his name. Sounded good. Pick some up today. You can do Bluetooth stuff. You can do Wi-Fi stuff. Are these waterproof? Your teeth, yes, totally waterproof. Absolutely, to be in your mouth. That was like first on the first list. thing we tested. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't know what these G5 towers are doing. I, we don't know what the towers are doing and like iced teeth, nice teeth. Let's move on to quotes. Yo, Cole, your mama's up here. You know, I'm tired of listening to this motherfucker. Let's get Lines from the movie that they said in the movies. I got a lot. Uh, uh, when he gets the like finally that. gets the hotel yeah. room yeah. and he says, and the other guy talks to him a lot about his ass, and the guy says, "Make sure you wash your nasty ass." Yeah, it's like he doesn't say like wash your nasty ass, like how nasty you are. It's like yeah. you got an ass that's nasty. Like not wash your nasty ass. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, wash, wash your, your nasty, nasty ass. ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I can I smell the, the fer fermentation <laughs> from yeah. here. Very vinegar. They yeah. called him Smelly later in the movie. Yeah. Remember? Right. Dutton, Rudy. Right. <laughs> Before the F word. Smelly ass yeah. bitch. Something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when they're, uh... <laughs> ah! Ah! Smelly F word. <laughs> like if that was the whole line in actuality. <laughs> just, you smelly F word. Oh, man, that's funny. And totally 90s. It is. And then lastly, right when they kill um, John C. McGinley, it goes to... F. Murphy Babraham's son, and he goes, Ah! Dad! Dad! Do something! Dad! 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 Do something! Dad! And it's like the yeah. funniest fucking reaction yeah. I'm not that I've seen. In the, yeah, and it's very yeah. similar to I'm when slipping. he falls off. My quotes, when F. Murray bellows out when the sun drops like that one was just great like, like, it's Classic <laughs> it's baby. such a great like he's a dignified like successful older man right. so like that's the amount of emotion he's allowing himself yeah. to like release like, yeah. <laughs> i'm regretful of this trip <laughs> yeah. and he just moves on oh man um pollard quotes when you mentioned the john c mcginley scene after the cave yeah. and he's getting water they have these like little protein bars. Oh, that like old school power bar. Thing. Yeah, and he's like, "Give me food, give me water," and they give him one, and then he's like, "Can I have two? Yeah. <laughs> and he puts one in his pocket, and it's like, "Yeah, give the guy two power. You don't have to ask. Like, yeah, right. you're so close to death, and we have food. Like, you can have as much as you want." Yeah, Rutgers eating an apple. Like, they have food. Like, it's not. Like... Yeah. But um, I wrote this one down, which is Burns at the dinner. And when he says life's true pleasure are so unpredictable, I'd say cherish the moment for what it is. Observe your food. 
smell it. And at that point, the kid like starts to smell it, <laughs> touch it, put your mind into it, and when you're finally ready, consume it slowly. And what makes that quote so well is the fun fact that Kyle provided for us, which was that Gary Busey stole that scene on an improv <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that was intended to be like the line, yeah. even though it was like 30 seconds, and Gary Busey just floors him with the yeah. four-minute yeah. like Steamroll dog him. death Make thing. <laughs> Kyle quotes. Um, Aaron also said this one. You said the dad part, but he's, I think it's the part when the fire is happening and he's saving mm-hmm. his life. He goes, Dad. Whoa. Dad. Dad. <laughs> dad, I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's fun. Just pounding off in the corner. He's just yeah. super anxious. And like, really wants to share it with Dad. Yeah. I don't like any of this. <laughs> we said you wouldn't do that on this trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why he took him on the trip to just stop yeah. his like. My son is masturbating furiously. <laughs> you're gonna become a man. Stop and you're gonna, playing with yourself. <laughs> you're gonna kill a man and you're gonna be a man. <laughs> Normal up. Yeah, I'm nervous. Like no. I like this part when they're talking about going on the hunt and they say, "Think of it as foreplay. It'll be so special when we finally nail him." It's good. <laughs> This sounds like, wait, what? <laughs> I have, now there's a lot of sex going on. I didn't yeah. pick that up before. Shit just keeps getting worse for Junior, man. We're gonna, when do we have sex with him afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> now there's like a lot of dogs, dead kids, yeah. and sex. I'm, and like I'm peeking. Yeah. I'm peeking. <laughs> Dad, I'm falling. I'm falling. <laughs> Um, uh, same scene. It's crazy. A lot of sexual innuendo in this scene. Um, Your when quotes are just like <laughs> unintentional sex comments. <laughs> like when Ice T's talking about how his family died and he murdered them, Gary Buse is like, "How'd that make you feel?" And he says, "I came in my fucking pants." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like that was hardcore, dude. Yeah. Like joking about your like, dad's you're grieving like still, and you're just yeah. like going that extreme. It's like you're in a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to what takes me out of the movie. takes you out of the movie besides iced tea which i mentioned before the whole like symbol of the homeless people theme Mm. i think the movie is trying to say that the societal separation is bad Mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like it plays into the tropes like i feel like the producers and the director of this movie really do think low of homeless people yeah it's like throughout the movie they're disparaging homeless people they're setting him up to fail and yet like he wins by living? Yeah, he, he yeah. kind of wins, but it's also, yeah, there's still... Well, to be fair, it's, it's he gets his, he got his groove back. <laughs> yeah. He did get a groove, yeah. That was the whole thing. It's like, just get your confidence back, man. You'll be fine, right? Yeah. Bus buddy? They cut out the extra, like, 20 minutes of, like, afterwards, and he gets, like, a makeover, and yeah. he's just, like, he lives in Rutgers Hour's yeah. house. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He squats. He's like, I'm yeah. the Russian Orthodox now. Yeah. And he goes and takes his place. Yeah, there's a scene of him trying on all those outfits and, like, yes. costumes and stuff. And, like... Wow. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah, so that took me out a little bit. Yeah, he's dancing. There's a part of him yeah. dancing. And yep. just, like, but then it yep. ends with him skinning Rutgers are alive and putting on his skin and you're like whoa yeah. it's just, this what guy's is just a reservoir dog this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Hans to the left of me. I'm into that. I yeah. want to see yeah. that. Wearing a Buffalo face. Bill it's surviving like the, the game. It's like the, the uh, during credits scene yeah. when they play the music. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got the dreads cut off, wearing it like a wig over. He got his groove the skin. back, man. It's back. falling off, and he's like. That's a really, that's actually really interesting. That's really interesting to like set up a movie where it's like by the end you're like so happy that like your hero has like beaten like the odds, yeah. and then it's just like oh, but like over the credits he's wearing someone's skin. Like whoa, it's the old whoa. lady in the alley. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he killed it. He's got heads too. Yeah. Oh yes. my god. He's the, the heads in. The- in the jars that are pickled. Yeah, but it's Rutger. It's, it's Rutger and Gary Busey, just like heads. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's a oh, scene God. of him eating at a dinner table, and he's like talking, and he's like looking at everyone like that. And, and they're just slowly circling like, all the jars. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. I want to see that. Shit. That's not SOS, but give me that, dude. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's a good. subtle funny like end of the movie would have been like after he disappears, you the see Ice T yeah. just like sucker punch that old. Lady. <laughs> like, that's the final that too. That Don't too. fucking All talk to me. Like, just like a, or he fakes her out. And it's like, yeah. whoa, this guy's a dick. <laughs> like, like, she just. <laughs> This all started with like they don't give him enough credit as <laughs> Yeah. They make <laughs> we're just serial punching old ladies. But by being so directly comedic, oh, you pass over that. <laughs> Alright. Let's all right. move on to Nick Mulligan's. Recast, put Adam yeah. Duritz in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, if you just see the outline of him, it's the exact same thing. Dreadlocks. Yeah, exactly. Sleeping perfect wood buildings. Right, and instead of killing them, he would try to get them to... Change yeah. their ways. Go to 5gfapod.com right now to see the nine-minute pink pop performance. <laughs> the Counting Crows doing around here from 2006 if you want to hear a good song. It's funny because now that's further away in time than the album was to that performance. Whoa. Yeah. Time's a weird thing. That is a great performance. It's the best. That live performance, 2001, Big Day Out, Blink-182 is up there. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if I've else? seen that one. Is that the one where they just talk about fucking their dads? Hey, Mark, Mark, check out my wiener. Yeah, we'll put yeah, that, that in here. Yeah, that was good, too. <laughs> hey, you know my favorite thing about your dad? How well, big his mouth is. Because yeah. <laughs> it can fit my dick in it. A lot of people don't know this, but the average male testicle produces 7,000 sperm a second. I'm already up to 10. Hey, you like guys want to see Andy. my sperm? I got a couple here. They're on Mark's teeth. All right, we're going to speed it up a little bit because it looks like you guys are falling asleep. They're only on my teeth because I ate out your mom, you fucking asshole. You eat your dad's butt and enjoy it. No, yeah, you suck your dad's cock, you fucking asshole. 
guys ruled the world. <laughs> they, they did and now they one wanted. of them just hunts aliens successfully. <laughs> he was right. He's doing surviving the game yeah. with aliens. Yeah. That's Whoa. fucking nuts. I got it's some Bleak 182 to kept, catch up on. Yeah. Oh, you got a lot to catch up on, bro. Yeah. Here's Aliens Exist by Blink 182. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, like, like Tom Cruise in that movie, Born on the Fourth of July, that one? Where he's handicapped and retarded and stupid, nobody likes him, and he just shits all over himself, and he's a fucking asshole. Hey! That was mean. That was a great one. Let's do, uh, let's do a little alien ant farm up in here. I don't That's know another one. one. There's no yeah. other alien ant farm yeah. song. I don't know another one. No, the other one. No, they had, a, they the had an one? album or two. Oh, I don't think they really. had No, I, I don't know. <laughs> they did. They had a lot of songs. They, they definitely didn't so have many many songs. certified AAF band. <laughs> it's like Michael their Jackson song movies. now, you know? The yeah. same way how Love Song is now a 311 song. Yeah. Wow. Song, yeah. Even though they didn't change it much at all. Yeah. Okay, it's, hey, the fun, it's like, why cover a song beat. if you're just going to like... No, 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 it's slower. It's, it's more mellower. It's more it's mellow. mellower. Barely. It's got a vibe, bro. It's yeah. like you just smoked a little bit of hashish. <laughs> you're zoning out, hashish. watching the lights. Like that is the vibe. Wait, so in order to commemorate 311 Day, yeah. let's go around and say our top three 311 songs. Ooh, in order like from that. worst to best. Worst to best. I'd have okay, to look at on, a list. Brandon, you hold go on, first. Hold on, hold on. No, I got to think. I'd have to look at I a list. I don't have encyclopedic knowledge ready to go of 311. What? <laughs> I know what number one is, obviously. Uh, no, not obviously. Oh, I can no, I Start I with can number go. three. Okay, number three would be Number three would be all mixed up. Got to bet on yourself now, star. Cause that's your best bet. Watch me now with a wicked amount of nuts and tick, tick, tick. Got to have it. Okay. Then I'd do Beautiful Disaster. Beautiful Disaster. And then Amber would be number one. Yeah, the only yeah. other one I would have added would be Down. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go Come Original. Yes! All the rumors that we do with the clarity of raw bullshit. Yeah. People you see at the hope is You'll be able to tell just what dope is Come original, you got to come original I'll entertain us Come original, you got to come original You got to come original Nice and down Okay Now, I'll go beautiful disaster and then Amber Yeah, okay. Amber's number down, one misses the Amber's the best Amber's one of the best songs ever You wanna know what brings me here through my head, to fear. And 
song. We forgot I'll Be Here a While. That's a good one. What was the last song on the greatest hits? Yeah, the one that you last, can't remember. Last straw. Or last, first straw. Oh, straw yeah. First straw. First straw. That one's not very good. No, straw. it is good. No. It is really good. I don't like it's it. Dude, jam. what? Listen to this. Oh, new way of looking at things. The way you react to phone rings. The way it feels when you just let it flow. Sometimes I wonder. I know how it goes. I like it. You don't know it, or else you would say I like it. It's like the Sugar Ray hit. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a good time. (laughs) Happy 311 Day. For everyone at home, Kyle is dancing oh so great. What is that facial hair called? Scroti. 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 Good 311 yeah. day. Great 311. <laughs> Happy 311 day. Happy but 311 that's a beautiful disaster. Three yeah, that one's like maybe my favorite. Beautiful disaster. Flying down the street again. I try to keep up. Warm me up and let me hang up. Now I wish you all. Like after hearing down, it's like fuck. Down's gotta be in it, but I really like come original. Yeah. <laughs> but like Amber and Beautiful Disaster, they're locked in. That's my three eleven. But also all the other stuff is my three eleven. Yep. Yeah, dude. Let's August just probably. Do a listening wow. party pod. Oh no, what about this though? Um, hymns, Hemohong, a lot of the old. You know, some of this is really. Uh, maybe not quite fit for, you know, saying out loud on 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 film, but. All right. Oh man, McMulligan's. Uh, okay. Yeah, Adam Duritz. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle McMulligan. Um, my McMulligan is the end of the movie. We all love the magic poof scene, uh-huh. but how much <laughs> sicker would it be if it was just a scanner's head explosion scene? Also sick. Like the movie needed a triumphant like finality yeah. to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like imagine the head exploding yeah. from the barrel. I'm there. But then also the shrapnel hitting the old lady, and she's like, ah! oh, it's like, yeah, credits. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> And then I see punching your nose. Clean yourself <laughs> off, bitch. You're yeah. bleeding. <laughs> yeah. You're a bleeder. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Credits. And then, and then, and then, and then he's just dancing with heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was his yeah. song? I forgot the song that we had for that. Because I'm stuck in the middle of yeah. you. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then what if the brains were like 3D and they go onto the credits like direct <laughs> Yeah. Ernest Dickerson. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like they're hanging on the Stuck in the like Howard yeah. T. McGill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 brains, brains, brains. Dude, now we're going like Q-tip maraschino territory yeah. with the music. Q-tip maraschino. Let's do it, and dude. And like gore. I like it. That's what it needed. 
Yeah. Mid nineties, ninety four, Pulp Fiction. Q tip to get in there at the end. <laughs> just the ending. We're not talking Q tip, we're talking iced tea. We're talking surviving the game. Oh, okay. We're talking Q tip maraschino. That's right. <laughs> Pollard. Um the dreadlocks. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't do much to him. <laughs> you closed your eyes didn't when you said it. That like, was funny. Like, because I'm picturing them, and I don't like them. And, like, okay, so in particular, when he pulls out the razor blade, he should have cut off the entire dreadlocks. What kind of half-assed transformation is this, like, two-inch snip trim? He's cleaning up. Well, it felt like, to me in that scene, like... I thought, is he going to kill himself? Because he had the razor blade and he was in the bathtub. I thought it's he was a just different gonna, movie. Like, he just starts cutting his wrist and it's like, stuck in the middle. <laughs> yeah, he, and he's, he's holding up the heads, but he's bleeding out. He's <laughs> like, wait, where did he get <laughs> those? I'm so confused. <laughs> no, but like, so I wanted him to lose the dreadlocks in that scene because I was just like, oh, where'd my dreads go? <laughs> Pappas' bad dreads, but also, like, just don't have them at all. I don't know. I didn't like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't like it. Ice tea. Like that, it's hard to argue. I guess. You like a lighter shade. I guess, like, it's iced tea specifically <laughs> with that haircut. I guess I've never seen him before don any sort of. That sort of wig. He so. looked. He's like, usually in his trademark slick back ponytail. <laughs> yeah, like it just. That's was, true. It was just funny. Yeah. It was Yo, like why funny. Why are you on the streets? Yeah, yeah. it's so, true. It looked comical. The... Like Jana walked in to watch the movie for <laughs> yeah. one minute, and she said, "Man, his head looks big." <laughs> and it was like yeah. it's mostly the hair. <laughs> but like to your point, it's like not really that believable. It doesn't do anything for his character except that like if you're homeless, what maybe you, you grow out your hair. He like, could have hit stuff it? in him, you know, like pulled out like it's a flashlight. He has a tight it, like buzz cut. It takes away like... from his character because I'm laughing at his hair instead of like following him along. That's more of a you laughing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like the dreadlocks. What are you gonna do? Okay, all right. They say that human hair keeps the most consistent temperature when it's surrounding an object. It keeps cold things cold and it keeps hot things hot. And we've got a great product that's got human hair. Well, okay, it's got hair uh, around it and it's called Hairy Koozies. That's right, wrap your beer, wrap uh, your can, it's, wrap your- It's a koozie with human hair? I didn't say human hair. I said you human said hair, it. but then I stopped myself. Why'd you stop yourself? A number of reasons. Let me give you all the positives about this first, and then I'll answer some of your questions. Okay. Some of your questions. So, hairy koozies. You get your beer, your beer's cold, you want it to stay cold. Nothing better than using human using uh, see, hair. You, you did it again there where you, you said no, I, you started saying human. No, clearly. but I stopped myself. It was intentional. So hold on, let me let me get the whole spiel out and then I'll take questions at the end, okay? Hairy koozies. You got the hair around your beer and you go, man, not only is this keeping my beer cold, but this is also very comfortable to grip. Love gripping something that feels like a monkey's arm. Uh, especially, you know, when I'm in the pool, I grab this thing, it's got a lot of hair on it and I go, I wanna stick that in my mouth. I feel like the, the hair part has to be addressed is this human hair? It's not, okay, it's it's not synthetic hair, and I right. can't legally call it human hair. That's why I've stopped myself a couple different times. I'll change the question. Where does the hair come from? The hair comes from our hair factory. That's right, Harry <laughs> Koozie's Hair Factory, where we harness the power of hair and bring it straight to your koozie. 
Is this hair from dead people? It's not from dead people. Huh. Do you want yeah. your beer cold or not? The I don't beer? care. Give me the hair. Um, Harry koozies. All right. Let's move on to SOS. I'll send an SOS to the world. I'll send an SOS. Spinoff, origin, or sequel. So you can pick one of the three. Give an answer Or can you that. do kind of whatever? You could Ross. Okay. You could Ross. All right. Um, Pollard. What's your SOS? This one, I think Brandon's gonna like. So I'm peeking. I'm peeking. He's gonna like it the most. I think he's gonna like it the most. I think. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're gonna like it the most. Okay. Whatever. Classic Brandon. Um, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. (laughs) So Ice T Ice T puts his life back together. He starts his own company. Now he had avoided Hell's Canyon up to this point. Um, Because of the PTSD. But felt it may bring some closure to him on his past. He goes to Hills Canyon on his own. He begins hunting for his food and making a camp. He's at peace. Then, one night, he starts to hear voices in the forest. Shit. Dad! Alan! And just writes it off. <laughs> the voices come back. Soon he realizes that he is facing the ghosts of these men. Yeah, I know, I like it. Coming back for vengeance. Face and, goes off. And he, and, becomes, all goes off. and he becomes the hunted again. It's a series of scenes outsmarting these ghosts again. Yeah, no, I like it. But at the same time, like, as soon as you're a ghost, like, you have, like, otherworldly knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how. it's not like, I'm going to trick the ghost. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, maybe the you're right. The ghost tricks you. Uh, he has to win still, I Are think. Are all ghosts created equal? It's called Surviving the Game of the Undead. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm back in. Wow. I'm back in because of the title. Mm-hmm. Surviving the Game of the Undead. Yeah. So he's got to fight the ghosts who died in the forest. So you got Gary Busey. Can one of them F. be Murray. stuck in a tree and that's a tree ghost? The kid. What about a broom? You ever think about a broom? Uh, I never thought about a son, broom ghost. Rudy guy. And you can't pick so it up. Rutger's not there because Rutger was killed in the little. city. Right. But yeah, he would probably fight them off somehow um, in each of their death spots. You know, wherever mm. they Oh, died. no, no, no. I got it. He's like, he doesn't know how to defeat them. But then Mingo, the ghost of the dog, comes and kills all That's the other ones. That's cool. Now yeah. we're, now we're satisfying Ghost yes. Law and he still wins. F. Murray yeah. Abraham. Ah, mm. my... This dog is biting my testicles. Yeah. 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 Rutger Hauer, who also died in the city, is yeah. following the dog ghost, but... And bites the dog But ghost. Hank is following him, and, and Hank comes back to kill Rutger Hauer. Yeah. And what if the dog's name is Spot? So it's Death Spots. Ghost Spots? I don't remember what the thing was. Which one are we uh, talking yeah. about? No, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Wait, what are you talking about? I thought you said that the dog's name, or he was like a ghost dog or something. Yeah, he's a ghost dog. And his name's Spot. Okay. So he's ghost dog named Spots. <laughs> ghost Spots. <laughs> yeah. That's Spots. Yeah, his name okay. was Ringo, but when he died, he became his Spot. His name's Spots now, and now he's a ghost dog fighting and when the he, ghost. When he finds his friend to save his life, he's like, oh, I saved you. It's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Spots. And he's like, I don't... <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> my friends call me Mingo. <laughs> like, oh, Mingo. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. it's like that's the, the humans gave me that name. My true dog name. But is yeah, Spock. now we're bringing yeah. back Hank. Alive, I was Mingo. But now a- I'm thanks a- for saving me, dog. What's a- your name? AKA a- Mingo. Spin-off origin or spots. We could check the ghost on this, but you have a spirit name and you have a human name, and when you cross over, it's not necessarily the most of the time it's the same name, but sometimes just change. Sometimes the wires get crossed. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, also, you know what's weird is, what was that Bob Dylan movie? And I'm then, Not Here. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. I don't know why I was just thinking in black and white, and was that also in spots, black and white? Spots, because I said spots. You thought <laughs> Dylan. Spots, spots, spots. Dylan had spots. Um, no, no that spots. He was 70s, 60s. <laughs> All right. We're being silly. Uh, my SOS is just... Uh, Oh, I want to see an origin story about the worst person they brought to hunt. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. start running. Like you gotta run, Eugene. Like, uh. yeah, like, <laughs> some, like <laughs> this guy sucks. Like, like what do they do if, go, like, yeah, go. what do they do if, like, running out of the cabin, they trip and, like, break their neck? Yeah. It's just like, okay, yeah. cool. That's, like, our whole weekend of fun. And he sprains his ankle and then yeah. just, like, Do you think they like, eat the bodies? I, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Because they only preserve so. the heads. They only preserve. Do we only see? Well, their they head? do talk yeah. about that whole relationship with meat. So yeah. Maybe. Let's move on <laughs> to genre swap. All right. I tell you what you're doing. Pull the old switcheroo. Kyle, genre swap. Genre swap. My genre swap is a rom-com. <laughs> In my movie, Rucker Hauer is married to F. Murray, <laughs> F. Burbeam Abraham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ice-T is married to Gary Busey, and they're all neighbors. One day, John C. McGinley moves to town. He's single, he's flirty, and McGinley quickly seduces and bangs F. Murray Abraham pretty early into the flick. <laughs> He can be flirty. I like it. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. We've all seen Wild Hogs. Neither F. Murray nor <laughs> McGinley say anything to anyone. A week goes by and McGinley bangs F. Murray's husband, Rucker Hauer. Hauer doesn't say anything either. Another couple days goes by. McGinley bangs Ice T. You get the idea. He bangs them all. No <laughs> one says anything to anyone. As the tensions rise amongst the couples that are also neighbors, McGinley invites all four men over for a dinner party. In the all middle of men. dinner, <laughs> really they're all foremen. <laughs> all foremen are welcome. <laughs> come one, come all, come all foremen. I'm not licensed. Can I still attend? <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow it. In the middle of dinner, F. Murray can't live with the guilt any longer, and he comes clean to his husband, Rutger, oh, in a theatrical fashion and tells everyone that he slept with McGinley. Rutger chooses to also come clean and tells everyone he also slept with McGinley. That's when Ice-T gets furious. We find out Ice-T was having an affair with Rutger this whole time. And Ice is angry at Rutger for cheating on him with McGinley, even though Ice cheated on Gary Busey with McGinley and Rutger. Anyways, it's got a happy ending. It's light. It's funny. It's romantic. It's called... Surviving the game, <laughs> or how I learned to stop blaming my infidelity on John C. McGinley and learn to take accountability for my actions. Wow. Nice. Sounds like McGinley's really crushing ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of you know swapping going on. Oh, they were oh, yeah. swapping <laughs> something. F. Murray's like, we, we, 
We just made out. It was just hand stuff. It was just hanky panky. He's so old fashioned. Um. All right, let's move on to Blu-ray price. Kyle, Blu-ray. My Blu-ray Romano's Macaroni Grill price of the week is four bucks. I'd watch it again. Cool. I'm gonna go five fifty, and it's a dollar each for all the main stars in it, mm. and then fifty cents for the sun. The sun. I had another one. The dog. Hank. Maybe the Hank. dog. Yeah, Hank and the sun. Each a quarter, quarter for each burial <laughs> yeah. that is above ground, yeah, yeah. plus a dollar. And for Hank's quarter is only because he's not in it for much. Like the kid's in it, he just doesn't deserve more than That's a quarter. That's cool. Hank gets a quarter. Yeah. yeah. So five fifty. Pollard. How many thousands of dollars would you pay for this? Uh, twelve ninety nine dollars and cents. Hell yeah, bro. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brandon. Brandon. Blu-ray price. I'm gonna go same with Kyle. You said four bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go four. Uh, I'm gonna go three ninety nine. Oh, I didn't like this as much as Kyle. Well, Cheapskate. The, what's the, what's the, th- the method? The sand loss. What? The uh, piles of sand paradox. The paradox. So would you pay three ninety eight? Oh, I guess uh, that's the wrong way. Kyle, you already went. I already went. I, I already think we went. all. Everyone went. We all went. Let's wrap this up with. I went. <laughs> Wow. My, uh, my, my phone's about to die. Can I do my McSullivan first? Raiders, what's your McSullivan? All right, McSullivan, here we go. This one's not very... It just died. I think similar to I heard you Nobody guys outside, I wrote this on a whim with no direction. Yeah. So that's just the way to go. We do it. That's the way. That's, this is the way. Wandered on home. This one was tough. <laughs> so I think this does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Good. I'm yeah. glad you okay. think that. McSullivan is sent away to Bad Kids Camp, court-ordered Bad Kids Camp. <laughs> Sam Elliott McSullivan flies into the camp, hidden away in the remote wilderness of Washington. Hmm. While at camp, Mac meets Hooch Malloy and Dutch Byers, and the three become fast friends. <laughs> A few days into camp, a homeless guy shows up, desperately thirsty and hungry, and says he's been stranded in the woods for days after he went searching for his girlfriend. I think I know who it is. Hooch decides to shoot him with a paintball gun, but narrowly misses, and the man takes off running back into the woods. Then Dutch and Hooch... (laughs) Dutch and Hooch! (laughs) What's that Tom Hanks movie? Turner and Hooch. Hooch. Dutch Dutch and Hooch. (laughs) Just multiple names, I think, in Dutch. Yeah. Uh, or he could be like a Dutch and Hooch. Dutch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's doing oh, Dutch well, shit. Welcome to my Dutch and Hooch. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a remote yeah. village somewhere. Yeah. Um, Dutch and Hooch decide to chase after him with paintball guns, and McSullivan, terribly plagued by peer pressure, joins in. The homeless guy, unaware it was just paintball guns, is terrified and a bit delirious because of the hunger, thirst, and sleep deprivation. He kills a wolf with his bare hands and covers his face with blood. He fashions a weapon with a rock and stick tied together and hides in anticipation. The three casually walk around there with their paintball guns, smoking a joint while sort of looking for the guy. Just then, he pounces from a tree and lands on Dutch. He ferociously bites off his testicles and pulverizes his skull with his stick rock thing, 
So gory oh, again. Yeah. 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 Sounds brutal. Then he springs onto Hooch and hits him so hard the rock that with the rock that it shatters into pieces. With his weapon gone and McSullivan still holding his paintball gun, the man gives up and begs Mac not to kill him. Realizing he's out of ammunition and that these are just paintball guns, Mac decides to use the situation to his advantage. He says, I won't kill you, but you have to let me bang your girlfriend. The man agrees and says he's forever indebted to him. Mac then says, wait, no, I get to bang her as many times as I want. Nice. You have to say it. I get to bang her as many times as I want. The man uncomfortably agrees. Mac says, what's your name? And the man says something that Mac couldn't understand. So Mac says, I'm going to call you Pops. You ever been to New Orleans, Pops? The end. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Little origin story. I always like origin stories. And you know what's great is there's been so many different origin stories, uh-huh. and they're yeah, all true. There's a thousand ways to tell most the same story. Involved. We've done them all. <laughs> no, most and we're going to keep doing them. And you're going to have to listen, <laughs> idiot. Yep. Pollard. Uh, it does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Mac pulls over a woman that he'd like to hit on. And when he pulls her over, she decides to try to bribe him to let her go, to which he accepts a couple hundred dollars that she hands him, and then he asks if she wants to come home with him because he's already off his shift anyway. She accepts but makes him come over to her house by stating that she has some cocaine, so he goes over there, and before they sleep together, while she's in the bathroom, he robs her of the cocaine and more cash. Because as much as Mac likes women, I think we can all agree he likes cocaine more. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he robs her and blows all of the money on scratchers. While at so 7-Eleven. He loves scratchers more than yeah. cocaine. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. First love is more yeah. money women, to buy more cocaine. Cocaine, scratchers. <laughs> scratchers at the top, pops <laughs> at the very bottom. Egg, egg, salad. egg salads in there. Yeah. Yeah. Amber. Um, <laughs> while at 7-Eleven, he ends up on the curb next to a homeless guy with a bunch of scratchers also. You win anything? Max says. Nah, just another night of losses, I guess, says the homeless guy. But you know where we can turn this night around? Where? Max says. Come with me. Oh. Max. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me. At the same time? It was only stuff. At the same time? Make eye contact. Lock eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> Max then falls this guy down an alley without asking any more questions. Of course not. He Sounds reaches right. a homeless camp where a dozen people are grilling half of a cow on a trash can fire. They offer him some. Mac refuses. You know that meat has gone bad. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, you know where we can get some really good meat? Mac's new friend asks. No, where? Mac says. Nothing beats a hot meal on a fresh hunt. And Mac is invited to join him on a hunting trip the next day. So he finally ends up on this hunting trip with a group of homeless people. When they all turn on him, all of a sudden, and rob him of his clothes, his money, whatever cocaine was left, he's left naked in the wilderness when they take the last of the vehicles back to town and leave him there. He's got nothing. No clothes, no cell phone, no cocaine, no egg salad, and nightfall is coming soon. So he decides to get what he came for, some fresh meat. He fashions a bow and arrow out of some twigs and notices a bear nearby. The bear attacks him. His bow and arrow is lousy, but bam! The bear is shot right before it kills him. Another group of hunters. I'm having trouble following what I'm saying. I am too. (laughs) 
Another. I think Max naked and getting hunted in the woods. Another group of hunters has saved him unintentionally. They approach him and give him clothes and shelter. They eat the bear together. Mac finally gets that taste of fresh meat and goes to sleep happy. We should eat the bear yeah. together. <laughs> we have to cover each other's eyes again. <laughs> when he wakes up, he realizes this is a weird cult. <laughs> this oh, is man, one I weird did it again. Cult. Now that I've eaten this bear, I, I realize this is a weird cult. Man, last night when I went to bed, I started thinking, and like, this is just like a fucking weird cult. What am I doing it's here? Weird. He wakes up, he realizes it's a weird cult, and he doesn't know how to get home, and he's stuck playing along. While slowly making a plan to escape. Chapter two. Shut up. Really? <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, thank God. Finally, he <laughs> finds his chance to get away when he realizes he's close enough to civilization to make a break for it. He takes his chance, but while running away, they start running after him because they want to drink his blood or something. <laughs> I like that. And then it's just this movie after that. <laughs> Where he outsmarts all of them one by one until they're all dead. Wow. Whoa. What's what it called? He, what does he use to outsmart them? Um, like his like cop Feminine experience, wilds. like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. His feminine experience, whatever. I don't know. His cop. His cop. In theaters this fall. <laughs> yeah. Starring. His egg salad. Dating lover. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that's my Mac. Love that Mac. All right. What do we have to plug at the end? We should do a 5GFA bracket. It's bracket season, baby. Yeah. It right? is bracket season. Put together your brackets. We'll put all the episodes up. We'll seat them. We'll match them. It's kind of a you, new way of doing the flippies. We have a full field of 68 I think Podcasts. that we that's should. That's true. We should right do on there. an online Wait, bracket. This is the 68th. That means we just do one more episode and then we call it quits. That's crazy, man. On 3:11 day, yeah, we could thunk it. it wow. is, if we were doing our 69th on 3:11 day, like Get that would have been. Get out of yeah. here. On all do the you web? have anything you want to say to your daughter or your son, like in the future? Just remember, Maddie, I, I made you that mackerel pasta. You better eat it. Yeah. Bitch. Um, mm-hmm. Maddie, I hope... Uh, Whatever you... President Pete Davidson says is the right thing to do, so listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, you never hear this. I hear it. I hear it. Yeah. You're a bad podcaster. <laughs> That's a good one to end on. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent! You look like a blueberry! I 
don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. You're only offended tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 no, that was mostly my fault. Oh. Do you have anything napkin-like? That's right. I don't have to go first anymore. I can't. I don't know enough about Rosh Hashanah or the Gregorian calendar. So during Rosh Hashanah, you take little pieces of bread and you throw them in the river. Yeah, it's supposed to be like you... Uh, and you get off of school for that. I get off of school, baby. That's <laughs> a fresh start. You're throwing all of your bread into the water, so to speak. Sounds wasteful. Yeah. It's yeah. a penis piercing. I won't shine on me until my heart stops. I'm Raps MVP. Well, that's why we have labels. They drew first blood. <laughs> yeah. And for best actor, no surprise, uh, get up here, Rick Moranis. My pubes are gone. Like, just like, what? Damn, what happened to my pubes? So, Rutger... Damn, I nicked my dick again. <laughs> Shut up, motherfucker. Old circle of trust, fucker. Rutger Howard does blackface. And again, Rutger, he does. Hooch assuring Mac he can get Pops to come. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> eh. No. Eh. I'm coming, son. Dad, I can't hold on. <laughs> Your son sucked my dick, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> like, constant one up. It was warm! It's all about relevance. Yeah. Tim, Rogan, Bill Nye. Put them on a board, let them do alien shit. Alright, your sandwich just got stolen by the monkey and you're pissed. <laughs> Withering away and like yeah, flesh and was floating. Yeah, what stuff? if the eyeball's floating? Like the eyeballs come eyeball out. Eyeball floating would be floating. fine if it was an isolated floater. Mm -hmm. I could work around it. But like, well, the, like, whole, like the whole thing off. disintegrates and it's like a head stew. Head stew with Stuart Copeland. Piece of shit. Yeah, it would take a lot. But if I was a murderous, if cult follower, maybe it would be worth Christian it. Serial killer, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, fit the bill. I don't know why. Also <laughs> a furious masturbator. Hi, uh, donkey. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. Bill Murphy to stand up for what he feels is right True. and say out loud ah! <laughs> the first scene he cuts off this girl's butt wow. all of her ass and then sends it to someone to eat talk about eating ass oh they all they eat it everyone <laughs> in the black market eats it wow that was really tasty where did you get that and then you start if you're peddling meat, I'll buy it for cheap, but I'm not gonna pay a premium. If that's what you're getting oh, at, like I know you have bodies, but like I not I know you have enough that I don't you want have, butts, to, you want I don't have shins. to pay a premium. Yeah. You, want, meat on the shin. you want calves? Look, I got a line on some good shin meat. If you're yeah. interested. Like, Do your best duck impression. <laughs> that was pretty fucking good. Right. Give me another one. Do a uh, hummingbird. Passed right this by my good. ear. That was good. Do a moose. Oh! I got a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a poo. That's good. That's good. That's good. Paul, it's your time. It's your wine. It's your time. Ah, uh, I can't say that I did. You no. You didn't know you could have teeth that had Bluetooth, did you? I don't think anyone That's knew funny. that. Kenny Endoso as my cock. Stuntman number one. <laughs> That's the movie.